Hello, Brain Trust. Uh, this is a episode that um, I hope you will find interesting and informative. And I just wanted to, not a warning up top, but just, I guess, to say that we are, I had, I have on the episode my friend, the great comedian, Nikki Glazer, who hosted the show Not Safe with Nikki Glazer, which was all about talking about sex on Comedy Central. And I thought she'd be a perfect person to finally dive deep into discussing the Me Too movement because it obviously has been consuming not only our media attention but just our attention and the the mindset of not just the nation but the whole planet really. Um, and it's a very important movement to address a very serious, very real problem that women have had to endure for a very long time, which is the unwanted advances and sexual assault and much worse than that um, of men who didn't seem to care what they thought about things. And so uh, it is obviously a moment that I think is really important for women, but also I think it's a moment that's important for men and I think because of the sensitive nature of it, it's also been one for men that has been very scary to discuss and one that has been, um, that has been just something that I think most men aren't talking about in any public forum really because it is a little bit scary and a lot of people are kind of coming after men that speak on this issue because it's just a moment when I certainly agree women should be the ones leading the conversation and should should be the ones who get to set the tone for the way this all shakes out. Absolutely. Um, but I have a podcast and I'm a male host and I found myself avoiding diving deep into the topic and I've never in the six years of this podcast done that um, because I just didn't want to, you know, say the wrong thing or – but then I realized – that's exactly what a podcast is about is to be as honest and real as you can be. And I've always done that with all of you who listen to the podcast. I've always tried to be as genuine and honest and real and have hard conversations and debate out real interesting, difficult to tackle topics of the day. Um, otherwise, you know, what, what are we doing? And so I had lunch with my friend Nikki uh, about a week ago, and we talked about the Me Too movement and this issue at great depth and about some of the questions that I had about how um, I felt like men were dealing with it and some of the um, questions that I think I had and a lot of men have about uh, how we're supposed to react to certain parts of it. And so I figured... And I asked Nikki to be on the podcast knowing that I was going to want to bring this up because I decided it was too important not to tackle this very important issue. So um, I hope the conversation doesn't offend anybody. I tried to keep it as real as I could, as did Nikki. We had a great conversation. Once we get to the topic, we talk about some other things first. And then we end it with the Twitter an with Twitter answers and, and the thunder round. So it ends light and fun. Um, but we you know, definitely tackle this tough issue for a good chunk of time uh, for about, you know, 20 minutes or so, 18 minutes or so in the middle of the podcast out of this about 54-minute podcast. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get something out of it. Um, 
And uh, more than anything, I hope that um, it just makes you, it helps you, I don't know, put things into perspective and helps you think about this very important issue. Um, I don't think we should avoid talking about it. At least that's what I tried to not do. Uh, Without further ado, on that note, here's the podcast. It begins right now. We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my God, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. And you'll never have to pour or measure detergent again. Can we, can we all get along? Karen, our death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. What's going on, Brain Trust? Hope you all are very good. Uh, this is an exciting day for me. Um, despite the laughter you hear coming from my right, uh, my good friend Nikki Glazer is here. Great comedian. Uh, you know her. You, you love her very much. Um, she was the host of the Comedy Central show Not Safe with Nikki Glazer. She has a Netflix special. I think a second one may be coming out. I might be making that up. Um, but I don't even know. You don't know? Nope. Well, the point is, she's great. <laughs> and uh, it's great. There's one day left of, of Hanukkah, and that's a joyous time for the Jewish people to, I don't do something. There's lights and there's oil. <laughs> I don't know the answer to any of this, but I do know that it's, hap- it's, it's been happening, and it's almost done. Uh, let's just forget the intro and just bring Nikki on right now. Nikki Blazer. Oh, wow. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having You're not Jewish? No. What do you think about Hanukkah? People think I'm Jewish all the time. Yeah, you and sound Jewish. Like God, your name I want to be Jewish so badly. Like yeah, it's such a compliment doing? when people say, Are you Jewish? And and the I think the reason I really want to be Jewish is like the disappointment that people get when I tell them I'm not when Jewish people find out. <laughs> they just go, You're wait, you're not? And I'm like, No, or can we still be friends? Like but I think Jewish people are funnier and I think Jewish men are hot. And so Why I just wish it? I were Jewish. Um, because it seems like a lot to go through just for those, for those superficial reasons. That's a good point. And you can just pretend. Yeah. Um. Start telling people you're Jewish, maybe. You don't need to have a I think that one. can get you in trouble. That's a good point. You'd be like Rachel Dolezal of Jewish yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I love, I love the Jews. That's really sweet of you. Yeah. Um, I don't practice much, but it's a nice tradition. Yeah. I don't think Hanukkah holds a candle to Christmas. My girlfriend convinced me to do a Christmas tree. It's so beautiful. Thanks. It's really nice. a Jewish star on top. Oh, yeah, that is a Jewish star. Now, are you full Jewish? Yes, but, I mean, just culturally. Did you grow up? I'm full non-practicing agnostic in life. Right. I grew up Jewish. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you you feel left out of Christmas? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did, indeed. And back then, we didn't have no Christmas trees in our house. It was very, I mean, it was very, I felt like, oh, really be singing the dreidel song again? Yeah. It was sad. Right. It's a tough I, uh, childhood, you know? I didn't know anything about Jewish people growing up in St. Louis. I didn't know any stereotypes. I didn't know that there was, like, 
any kind of anti-Semitism. I didn't know anything about that until I moved to LA and then Jewish people started talking about all of it. And then I learned. St. Louis is sort of a... We just didn't have any. Not a very welcoming place in some ways. Yeah, we're very segregated. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend who used to live in St. Louis once said about St. Louis, if you don't want to see a black person, you don't have to. Right. Which is like, there's just places you go where you don't have to, like, they keep them very separate. As opposed to the clip, I was doing a show in St. Louis recently, and I started doing this joke that's like pro-gay rights and transgender rights, aka human rights, and this guy's just like, you're so fucking political! And I threw him out of the show, he got up, and like, his whole table left, but it was like so insane, it's like, you can't even hear a quick joke. It wasn't like I wasn't ranting for ten minutes, No, it was like a one-minute joke. We're really, people are really stupid in St. Louis. Like, it <laughs> just comes down to, like, poorly educated people. Yeah. Poor people are poorly educated, and so they don't have open minds. And, yeah, it's, it's bad. But, like, also rich people are poorly educated because they're just insulated in this. I mean, I grew up in, like, a very, like, white suburban area. And we just, I remember being so ignorant about anti-Semitism. I remember... I was reading an article about Sarah Silverman when I was in high school. It was like in the New York Times or something. And I remember um, reading this joke to my dad being like, I don't get this joke. And it was her joke about um, I was molested by my doctor, which as a Jewish girl is so bittersweet as a Jewish girl. <laughs> right. And my dad laughed and he had to explain to me like the the stereotypes that make that joke funny. And I was just like, I don't get it. So, um, yeah, that's... Um, but then I got here and I like, I joined J-Date at one point because I was like, I'm always attracted to Jewish men. Like, I just like the look. And Jewish men love when they're non-Jews on J-Date. Really? Mm-hmm. Because it's like exciting and it's like, they know, like, I think part of why men want Jewish women, some of them just want Jewish women, but some also just want like, oh, uh, someone who likes down for Jewish dudes and is like, yeah. down with the vibe. Yeah. And then it's like really hot because it's like, oh my god, there's this shiksa woman that like is down for. I never said shiksa before in my life. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like saying it because I always fuck it up. Shiksa, shiksa. Is that how it's beautiful. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Thank really well you. Done. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, my um my uh, ex boyfriend found out that I had gone on J date and was like offended because he's not Jewish and he's like, so you're into Jewish men? And I'm like, yeah, but not like the religion or like the culture. I'm like in. I'm superficial. Like I like the way they look, and I'm like, and you people think you're Jewish all the time, so you pass. And so I was like, don't be, he, was what? he, he, he's not, he was, he's not Jewish, but he was just like, if, what if Jewish you found out I was into like Asiansonly.com? Like I went on there and right. I'm like, well, if I looked Asian, I would be happy about it. Right. But he I don't, Jewish he looks very, yeah, we both, we both get mistaken for being Jewish all the time. Interesting. Yeah. So you moved from St. Louis, the place mm-hmm. of segregation and, yes. and, uh, great pizza. Yeah, they had like, a great pizza place there. I liked this one pizza. Emos? I don't know. No, 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 but they had like macaroni cheese pizza. It was incredible. It was really good. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I the really land of fat hot, so. food. Yeah. And segregation. Yeah. Well, you're high and drunk. I don't know if you can consider it like great cuisine. It's just like anything is good. Yes, they so love frying it. things. Yeah. Like I sound like I really hate St. Louis, but I don't. I, I it's actually a great place to grow up. So what made you move to Los Angeles? Um, I went to school in Kansas and then I got on Last Comic Standing, um, my senior year of high school and I was going to move to New York. I always like had in my mind, I'll go to New York, but I went to Los Angeles first right out of college because when I did Last Comic Standing, they flew us out here for that. And I like did the show here and I kind of got to see it and I met Tig and, um, Tig was like, she was on the show with me and she was like, oh, you know, like if you ever want to come to LA, you can stay at my place. And so I 
the summer after I graduated, I went and stayed at Tiggs for a couple weeks and got to like be in the comedy scene here and was like, oh, I'll just move here. So it's kind of that. That's cool. How long have you been doing stand-up? 2000, I, you know, the first time I was on stage was 2003, but then I really started doing it 2005. So, yeah, so we've been friends like 12 years, 12 years. Yeah. I think the whole time you've been doing stand-up, we've been friends, I think, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. You were like the guy on the scene that had like the hot show at the improv, but you were always like, you were hot shit and like always everyone, um, like you were intimidating if you just looked at you on paper, but then you're like also like such a nice personable I, person and you're nice to everyone. You're like the cool guy in high school that's friends with everyone. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's who you are. Thank you. That's yeah. very sweet. And I also love to hear that I was intimidating on paper. That's exciting. Yeah, you totally were. Wow. And still are. I mean, really? just touring your house, I'm like, oh, this guy's got it going on. Yeah. It's a nice place. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, so how did Unsafe come about? Not safe. Not safe. Right? Not safe. I hate and the name of the show, by the way, because it was supposed to be not safe for work, NSFW, but then Comedy Central, that when we, you know, they bought the show as NSFW, yes, and then, name. yeah, isn't it? And uh, they go, well, no one knows what that means, the NSFW. Everyone knows. And we were like, yes, they do. And then they did a little research, and they go, actually, it's like, how are you going to stand out from everything that's hashtag NSFW? Like, the people will confuse the show with, like, the actual hashtag. And I go, you just picked up a show called Why with Hannibal Burris. When people Google why, <laughs> do you think they're just like, well, I give up because I didn't see the show. And the hashtag could have been hashtag NSFW with Nikki or something. Well, that's what happened was I was pitching them hashtags. And I go, what it would, you know, we could just do hashtag not safe. And they go, we like that. And I go, I don't like that. Because it always sounded to me like I was like, we're not safe. Yeah. Like, we're, it, which that's not at all what we were trying to be. It's like, you're never going to see this anywhere else. <laughs> like, we're so cool. Like, I never wanted to come across like I think I was being like badass because, so it just, every time and I hear not the safe name. just didn't ring as a name. Like, unsafe made more sense, but like, not safe is like, what does it mean? I hated it. It made it sound like all the sex you were talking about would be like, were like was, was like rapey sex or something. Like, it's, what does it mean? Not Thank safe? you. I really hated the name. Everyone hated the name um, who was associated with it except Comedy Central. And so I, I, it was, we were literally at a stalemate where it was like, the show was picked up, but they would not move forward unless I said okay to that name. And I fought it. And then they go, you know what? First they said, in the, uh, literally within two days of each other, the, this call happened of no one knows what NSFW means. And then the next day they were like, it's played out. And I go, it can't be both. <laughs> and so I finally agreed. This is what you do with networks when you're negotiating. And like, yeah. th- there was no negotiation be- to be had because the, it was announced it was and picked up. Movement, right. and, they, but they wouldn't move forward. And it was just call after call about this name. And so finally... I said, I'll give you that name if you down the road give me some. You know, when we get to another one of these, yeah. you give me one. Of course, that really never happens. Right. But, so. So what what made you want to do a show all about sex, talking about sex? And when did you start getting so comfortable talking about sex? I don't remember that always being your thing. No, I don't think it was my thing. Um, I was really prudish growing up. Like, I didn't kiss a boy until I was 17. And then I didn't do, I have sex till I was 21. And even after that, I was very, like, scared of it. And, just and didn't masturbate till like recently or until like six months ago. Did it masturbate? Like I've always tried to masturbate, but I just never had the urge to do it because I 
I actually quit taking antidepressants six months ago. And when that, when I got off those completely, I suddenly was like, I need to jerk off now. <laughs> when I hadn't ever wanted to before. It just never occurred to me to do it. Can we I refer love, to it as jerking off? Is that the proper term? I do. What about rubbing one out? I hate that. I always just say jerking off. Playing with yourself, touching yourself. Maybe. <laughs> just like, yourself come here, pussy. Ballpark. Come here. That's like, like playing with yourself. is like, <laughs> get over here. <laughs> um, I don't like it. So I, um, yeah, so I... You're just not jerking technically, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it's just like a funnier way to say it. I don't know. But I, I feel that. Yeah, I like it. I'm trying to just make it normal. But um, so I just, I don't know what it is, but like when I first started having sex, because I think I was so fascinated by it and I always talked about it with my friends who were having sex and I wanted to know every detail and I wanted them to share every little thing so that when I did do it, I knew what I was going to get into. I'd be just, afraid that would fuck my head up. What do you mean? Like it would like make knowing me too everything? aware of all oh the gross God. parts and the things. I'd be like, I already was enough in my head as it was. Oh, I, I feel like you. I needed to know going in, like how do I, I, it always when people were like we hooked up. I'm like, how do you go from just right. hanging out to like suddenly like, <laughs> like that grunting and either. naked? I was like, yes. I need to know each step how right. it goes. Yeah, like forever. I didn't have sex till very late because I never understood the concept of how you could take somebody's panties off. Like, how do, even if you're hooking up and you're mostly naked, but you have your underwear on, how do you know she's okay with you now pulling her underwear off? I, and how so do crazy. you know? I mean, what would you tell someone listening right now that has that same dilemma? I think you probably put your hand there first, and if she's cool with that, then she'll. You put your hand inside, and she's cool with that, then you just pull it off. And yeah, if she yeah, doesn't yeah. stop you, then you're good. Yes, I, I, I think that's good too. Um, you're welcome, America. Yeah. Or just pull your panties to the side, like yeah, Jay Z, and then fucking too. song "Drunken Love." That's such a hot. Pulled your panties to the side, like that's song. such a hot fucking. Visual. Very sexy song. That song is so good. I like having sex with my underwear on as well, with my boxer briefs on. I don't like to take them off. I mean, I can, I can, but it prefer, provides a little extra tension, and I don't mind it. I I don't mind that either. I think yeah, having it with them on, it just feels whorish, which yeah, I always enjoy. It's fun. Like I because I know I'm like not a. Whore. So I think that sex that makes me feel like a whore is really fun. Yeah, it's fun to just play with power dynamics and play yes. with like just sex is a great place where you get to be who you're not and act you fantasies check out. And that's yeah. the thing. It's like I I wish someone would have told me that when I was so worried about like what's sex gonna be like and how do you do that? How do you get naked with someone? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, your hormones and all these things take over so that you feel almost drunk when you're hormones, having sex, even no, with your yeah, even when you're not drunk, you, like. Horniness becomes like, uh, it just like makes you less inhibited. And, um, so anyway, so when I first started having sex, I was just like, I want to talk about this all the time because it was just, it's the, by far the most interesting subject. I think. It's the most interesting thing we do. Most most unique, weird thing we do. And we all do it and Mm -hmm. we all don't really talk about it. So I kind of felt that the fact that I didn't have this filter about it, um, meant that I, like should be talking about it because that's like my gift in comedy is that I don't have a filter. I don't have any discretion when it comes to sharing right. that stuff. Um, but the show came about because I had, I had done a show on MTV called Nikki and Sarah live. I met my ex-boyfriend on that show. He was a producer. The show ended. And for like a year, um, I was kind of like figuring out what to do next. And I remember, and he's a TV producer and he was like, what if you did a show about like, he was like, all you like to talk about is sex. And like, you're, you're one of the biggest pervs I've ever met in my life. <laughs> like, you're just a weirdo. Like, I just like, I'm just always talking about sex and I'm always just like, what if we did this? And like, I'm not like a huge 
like slut or whatever, but I just love sex and I love talking about it. And he was like, you're an expert on being a weirdo, like a sex weirdo. So like, why don't you do a show about that? And, um, and I almost wish that the show existed now because I'm so much more of a sex weirdo now off Zoloft than I was before. Oh, wow. And as I get older, I just like care less. And Plus, it'd be real it. interesting the current climate to have to navigate. God, if they would have kept the show in the air, they are so stupid to cancel it. <laughs> They're so stupid. It's it just um, it's the way I feel about um some relationships that it, that I've ended over like something that came up where it was like ah oh, we weren't doing well at this one point so let's end it and then you're like. We could still be going pretty mm-hmm. strong if we would have just worked through that. Maybe and we'll bring like, it back at some point. Um, too late. Uh, I just feel like I wouldn't want to bring it. Like, it would have to be in a different iteration. Like, I would be open to doing a sex show again, but um, just that call one NSFW is, this time. Yeah, no kidding. Like, FX will pick up. Yeah. Like, an NSFW. But I still love talking about sex, and I still am, like... Now I have this new fascination with the dating apps because I'm on them, and I wasn't on them during the show because I had a boyfriend. And um, Are you going on dates from dating apps? Yeah, I've been on a couple, yeah. And, um, Any hookups, or is it... I had one hookup from it, yeah. And it, it was, was it fun? Did it was good. Like? It was, like, it was weird because it was, um... Yeah. Bumble. Okay. And, um, I found that, uh, guys, I'm more apt to go out with a guy who has nothing on his profile, like, no information... Interesting. ...than someone who writes anything. Dangerous. box himself. Sure. I would rather him be a borderline serial killer than say something like... I live every day to its fullest. Some <laughs> bullshit. Every guy, Sounds just, incredibly unsafe. I admire it. I, I, honestly, I can't stand what guys write on these things. Just like their hobbies eat whiskey. Like you're, they can't, <laughs> that's a noun. That's not an activity. I hate it. They don't say drinking whiskey? They just no, say they're whiskey. just like whiskey or burritos or just like, they're just, guys really gross me out on these apps and it's not their fault because it's hard to look good on an app, especially when you're a guy who doesn't have a lot of pictures of yourself. Like you would do well on apps because you are a celebrity. I did great on apps. You didn't? I didn't do great on apps. I very few hookups from apps, very few dates from apps. Here's the thing about comics though, is that you, the bar is set so high because you guys are on stage, like the kings of a room. True. And that was like one of a million faces. I've talked to Eliza Schlesinger about it and like how men do so much better after shows than women in terms of hooking up. Like guys don't come up to us. Not that I want that, but God, we do not clean up. You've never hooked up with a fan, have you? No, no. Never? No, no, I haven't. But like I've gone on a date with a fan and it was a mistake because then they just kind of like, they're, they want to be comedians. Right. Thing. They're not really like a fan. They're just like, well, how do you do that? I wish I could do it. You know, I've thought of some things before and that kind of thing. But, um, sure. but, but the thing is that when you're, when you're a girl in an audience watching a guy on stage command a room and it's like, it's, it's evolutionary. It's evolution that you would want to be with the chief of the room. Like right. he's the chief of the tribe. Right. And like, in control, strong, confident, all these things. It's so fucking attractive. There's nothing more attractive than a guy commanding a room with his voice and making people laugh. And even as w- female comics, we, Eliza and I were talking about how, like, sometimes we'll be like, God, he's so hot. Like, we'll be tricked, even though I know the fucking <laughs> game. I know all the tricks. I know what the right. magician's doing but up there. we're still doing it. But I'm still, sometimes I even, like, will see a comic and be like, he's so funny. And, like, get a crush on a guy that I know is a piece of shit just because I see him kill. Right. It's, it's really very so, interesting human psychology. I was talking to my dynamics. friend, Phil Hanley, who is a comedian, and I was he's newly single or something. And I was like, go on these apps. And he's like, I don't. I don't need to. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You don't need to do that. Like, right. you're you're on stage every night, like, killing. Yeah. So, 
That is way more. you have to like hang out afterwards. And, like, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of effort, but girls can find you on Instagram. That's, that's the thing. They slide into your Although DMs. I'm so, I've never been more glad in my life than I am right now that I have a girlfriend. Yeah. At uh, this moment, like... I, I but think your past probably, can come back. No, I know. Problem. I mean, I think every man's afraid of that at this point. Like, you and yeah. I talked about that at lunch the other day, but, like, it's just such a... As much as I think this is so wonderful a moment, it's great for women to be able to, like, be laying down the law. No, it's and, a bummer for even me, like, today reading about our friend or our, you know, uh, yeah. co-comedian TJ Miller. You're yeah. just like, fuck! Like, it hurt. To hear that. Yeah. And be like, what do I do with that? That, you know, it hasn't happened to a friend of mine yet. And now it has. And I'm like, fuck. Same. Same. Um, and, and like, it's, it's, it, it is a real hard thing to figure out because, like, I really do think that women are right. The men need to listen at this point more than talk. And I think that women are, of course, like, have the right and should set whatever parameters they want, whatever new guidelines they want. But when it goes back into the past for things from 15, 20, 30 years ago about stuff that isn't proven and is maybe one-sided, like, it's possible. Like, I don't know. Of course, like, overall, women should be given the benefit of the doubt, but I wonder when, when people say, like, you must believe all women. What does that mean? Yeah. You must give them the benefit of the doubt. You must, I think they should for sure, like, be, be heard out and taken seriously. Yeah. But you can't believe everybody because TJ and his wife's response was that she became obsessed with our relationship once he and his wife started dating in college. Right. And was, like, out to ruin our relationship because she felt slighted by me. That's possible. So it's how possible. do you know? Yeah. How do you know what the truth is? But it doesn't matter. People are, their lives are being ruined based on accusations. And in many cases, <laughs> accusations probably are true. Yeah. But, you know, I know Matt Damon this week got huge oh, yeah. attack for, I thought some of his statements seemed tone deaf, but I thought some of it also made total sense. Yeah, just no one asked him to talk is the thing. No, but he like, was asked. That's the thing. He was asked on a red carpet. It's not like he's volunteering. Right, it. right. And all of us are being asked. Yeah. So... You seem like you don't support the cause if you if you don't answer the question. So you answer right. it, and if you don't speak honestly, you're not supposed to speak honestly or something? No. He said I, in his statement, I believe all these behaviors need to be eradicated and confronted, from patting a butt to rape to child molestation, of course. But we, there also is some variance of severity between them, and we shouldn't act like they're all the same. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You not? I do think that makes a lot of sense. And I think that what were, people got upset about was that he's talking down to us like we don't know that there's a difference between those things. Well, but he's... Well, plenty of women are saying there is no difference. I mean, but it's just like that... But that kind of behavior is the behavior that leads to getting raped. 100%. And that's why the culture needs to change. Right. Rape culture needs to change. And that's something that guys... We talked about this. And I think you're right. Like, after our conversation at lunch, I was like, yeah, we need to make men feel included in this conversation and not like every time they speak, they're going to be chastised for it because that just makes you feel alienated and not want to help out right. in this cause. Right. I, I think there's so many men that totally love women and want to support women changing this dynamic and mm-hmm. this paradigm and supporting them and being able to say like, look, I'm on your team a hundred percent. I think men's behavior in the past is horrible, but they're afraid because even people that are speaking like completely supporting women People are going after them. So, I mean, like we were talking about lunch also, everybody loves Mad Men. We love that a show. That's so funny. It's yeah. all about that culture. And like, I mean, every scene from Mad Men that I love and that turns me on so much is like him just like aggressively fingering a girl being like, don't you fucking do this again. I'm like, that's the hottest thing ever. And it's like <laughs> fucking assault. Everything's just like, right. Yeah. So, so not that that assault is ever excusable. No, but yeah. But as 
women step more into their power and say that this is a, the new rules, this is what we're not going to accept anymore, that's wonderful. And, like, I think any reasonable, respectful man should be all open ears about that and want to embrace that and want to adjust their behavior accordingly. To- There's someone who came out and said that the, the things I've done in the past were really shitty and it was because it was, like, a different time. I forget who said it. Some guy that got accused of something recently and I was like, that's... That's the fucking appropriate response. Right. I realized, like, it was a different time, and I didn't think about what that could mean. And, like, I I think it should be a case-by-case basis and that there shouldn't be these, like, blanket, like, if you did this, that's the same as raping someone and we should ruin your career. No one should see your movies and you shouldn't get cast and things. But then there's also things about, like, like Woody Allen is still working and we're all fine right. with him. And he's done some fucking, he's been accused of awful things. So totally. I don't know... Some people are still getting away with stuff, and others are being taken down for minor infractions. And so that's why I think what you said is really, really instructive there. I think the case-by-case basis is a big key of it, because I just think there's no blanket things. And so, and while I still get that, like, revolutions will overcorrect sometimes, and like I... You're right. And, you know, a friend of mine said recently, revolutions are always messy. So some people, innocent people are going to be taken down for a greater cause, and I get that. And mm-hmm. If that's how it has to be, that's fine, but... I think if if just some women were able to step in and and say no, not in every case. This one I think maybe is a little bit different. Like you, listen. I, spoke- I mean, women are scared to fuck it. Like I'm scared to speak out about because I don't want the the women that we're speaking of to come after me and say that I'm a bad woman and to get blacklisted from things. It's right. like it's a dangerous time to speak out uh, to to speak either way. I feel like it's um and it just seems to me like we have to be you, able you to- have to be on the bandwagon or just like don't say anything at all. But isn't that messed up? Yeah, like- it is. I think I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I struggle with my own thing because I told you that my story of like of assault and I put it in quotes because it's like my thing that happened to me doesn't even compared to, like, if I had been raped or um, date raped or any kind of rape, acquaintance rape. That's a type of rape, apparently. But what happened to me could ruin this man's career. If I shared the story and got enough press for it, I could take down this dude's career who has a very profitable career. And I don't... If he did rape me, rape me, I would want to. But I don't think the what happened to me, although it's as bad as some of the things that have happened to people who have been taken down, um, it's not worth it to me. So, like, first of all, put myself in the, the spotlight as like a victim because I don't really feel like I was that profoundly affected by it. It's just right. like a story that kind of sucks that someone I trusted did something to me. But like, I. I have chose not to like name names or say that story or whatever, because it's just, I don't want to ruin his career. I don't think it's worth it. I don't know. I don't think he's a threat to other people based on what he did to me. That wasn't like a physical assault, but I could, that's the thing is I could now that with this climate of where someone exposing themselves to someone or whatever can make it. So you don't host SNL ever again. Right. I could take this person down. And that's kind of like a, that's a scary thing for men to now realize is like, for sure. I wonder if this guy that I have the story about knows that I have that and is worried. Like it, it makes me like, I hope he is a little bit. I hope he just fucking behaves himself. I, um, and by the way, I think a lot of men have been victimized by these men, not sexually, but just by virtue of these men being fucking assholes. And 
like their stories aren't ever going to be heard even if they do come out with the stories of like how their boss abused them or screamed at them in front of a group of people and ruined their reputation in an office like there's certain things that these men who do rapey things and do uh sexually aggressive weird shit to women have done to men in working with them. Like Harvey Weinstein, there was a million stories about him being so abusive to men emotionally and verbally and physically, but we don't think about those because it's not sexual and it's not against women. Um, and well, it's just a whole different issue, but it is, but I mean like, it's just like we were talking about just, we just need to call out dicks for being fucking dicks. Right. Like stop being dicks. That's why I if we cut off people being a dick, only dicks do this shit. Exactly. So That's why I started the, the Don't Be a Dick Pledge on this podcast six years ago because we need to call out people being dicks. We need to not be dicks. We need to support that. You can sign it at tinyurl.com slash don't be a dick pledge. The thing is that none of these men that have come out with like stories against them, they're all dicks. They're all dicks. Except, I, I think, Al Franken, personally. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, where, I, where we also think that, that that accusation is a weird one and he might be one of the fucking sacrificial right there's like already senators now coming out saying they regret calling for him to resign it's like the last accusation that came out the night before there was an article in the daily beast i think it was no it was in the atlantic a woman saying she's one of his victims and her story was that during a photo opportunity he put his hand on her waist he grabbed her waist i mean that's just where you rest a hand during a photo so maybe if he like squeezed the weight that's i've never known that to be a sexual thing like i'm sure i've grabbed people's waist during pictures yeah that's so like that's and then, so, it's like, there's no line. Well, let's talk about, but she, put you in a position. <laughs> I used my, I was thinking about this, like, I definitely, if you could come forward and be like, Nikki Glazer only cast me in something, because I wrote a sketch where I just get to make out with someone the whole sketch, because I, my friend wanted to shoot something, and I was like, okay, I'll write this thing. And then I just cast you, who obviously is a talented person, but I just was like, yeah, what would it be like to make out with Ben Glebe? I want to do that all day. And so I cast you. That was a reason. Yeah. Well, that that happens all the time. And that is that is enough of a story that is like, Nikki's a creep. That is a creepy move. If a guy did that, that would be a creepy-ass move. But because I am a woman and I am like not as powerful as you physically, right. um, it's not so bad. But... I'm I'm a fucking creep. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's really lovely of you to admit that, and that you want to make out with me. I'm, I'm touched. But I um, did, and and we did that, and like you, got, I asked you to do that because I was just like I, you know, like it wasn't you obviously were talented and all the things that add up to like being me wanting to act opposite you, but like that there was that in it for me of being like I just want to make out with someone and like it's too hard to like fucking date or whatever, so like I'll just write this thing. <laughs> I mean, people have done that. That's like how sex scenes get put in things. I mean, the Harvey Weinstein's like thing that with Selma Hayek. Yeah, we were going to discuss that. Yeah, that's totally fucking creepy and crazy. Just like wanting to see your fantasy played out. Right. But it, and it is a difference when it's a man doing it and the one woman doing it because of physical strength and things like that. Because I mean, I can't tell you how many hundreds of times. I've been grabbed in the ass by women after my shows are taking pictures of me. Same with me with women. Yeah. yeah and you just let it go because you just it's let a woman. It go. You, I, it's I agree. Woman. Or how many times male comics have touched my dick at the improv bar. Yeah. I think it's funny. Go like, hey, buddy, and grab my fucking bit. And I just, I just punch him in the shoulder and say, don't fucking do that. Yeah. Again. I mean. It's, it's, so there's a lot to unpack and there's a lot to to. 
to discuss. And there is. I don't feel a victim from any of those moments. And if women feel victims from the moments that they receive, that's what makes it very different. Yes. But it's just complex. And so I wish we could have a conversation where we try to understand each other and try to set more clear rules going forward. But like, you know, there's a lot of people I feel like who've like never maybe had any amount of like sexual relationships in their lives who are like, you have to ask for consent for every sexual act. No, you don't. No one's ever done that. I mean, 97% of all sex acts, you never said, can I kiss you now? I like Neil Brennan's new joke about how every first kiss is a sexual assault gun, right? (laughs) Right. I mean, and I just literally was, I'm, I'm going to be hooking up with my ex-boyfriend, um, over Christmas. And (laughs) we were just talking, texting about the TJ thing. And I go, just full disclosure, like, I still want you to choke me (laughs) because we, we, I get choked a lot in bed and it didn't start out as me being like, Hey, will you choke me right now? It started out as like, someone does it. Someone does it. You go, okay. You know, like it, these things still like, that's, that's the tricky part is like a lot of this stuff, um, can be very hot when it's consenting or when it's a little bit like blurry of like, and our culture is very sexualized. So it's like, it's, it's, yeah. Men are tasked currently in society with being the initiator, generally, of sexual contact. So that's the only thing I think men are probably worried about is, like, are we allowed to still be men and make the first move? Or is that... So, like... And it's and nobody asks for consent for each next move. No one then says, can I touch your boob? Can I touch your vagina? Like, that's not... Yes! Like, you eventually <laughs> just go, yes! Yes! Right. Stop it! This is so... Nobody does it. Right. God. So you have to just read a situation. I was talking to my friend who's a, who speaks on rape culture, this very intelligent woman, um, who said that she believes like men should be allowed to try most things once. That's the, I think that's the new rule is that we establish that too. Is like, you try it once. If you get a no, or if the person's clearly uncomfortable by what you did and doesn't say no, but they're like, oh, or they freeze up, then you do not do it again. And then then you you deal with people who are like autistic and don't know how to read people, and you're like, well, if they didn't say no, and she just like tensed up, I couldn't read it because I'm autistic. Like then it gets blurry. But I I think trying something once, you know, uh, not trying to like fucking penetrate someone once, and like that's a little bit, but making a first move. I think everything should just, I I told my friend this recently, I was like, Ben Glebe and I decided that it's like, you try it once, and if you get rejected, then you stop. But it's like, you can try something once. Right. I think that should be the new rule. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people will And obviously only, yeah, let's clarify that, only trying once in a situation where you also truly believe it's wanted and welcome and it's built up. And and it's not crazily aggressive. Right. Like, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it literally is But if you're randomly talking to somebody and you grab their butt and there's been no flirtation or sexuality, that's different. So not saying try anything once. Use your head and read the situation. But like, you know, I guess that's just, you know, Al Franken seems got taken down for, for, now if, if he indeed as a senator or as a respected comedian, political figure, political radio show, was literally just during photos and people were admiring him grabbing their asses. That is inappropriate and messed up and is a form of assault and should not yeah. happen. Because he's a man, he's a power figure. I get that. But like, I'm frightened to have this conversation. I am yeah. frightened to release this Me podcast. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's cool that we're doing it. I hope I don't I get, think like, you're being very fair and you're being very uh, considerate of the other side and wanting to understand where women come from and wanting to... You just want to be able to talk about it and yeah. to understand their side of things and not be shut out and feel and feel scared to talk. It's, right. You shouldn't feel scared to talk on it because we need your voice. You're an intelligent, 
compassionate man. So we need your voice. So it's it's good that you're talking about. That's the big thing that I the big reason why I keep feeling compelled to talk about this, even though everybody's getting attacked. That talks about every man that that does and asks any questions about it doesn't just like blanketly support every statement on the other side of it is because if women truly want this to be a moment of change, I keep seeing these articles the last few days about, will this moment be squandered? Like, these 97 men have been taken down, but will there be change that comes from this? My mm-hmm. friend, Aaron Gloria Ryan, who's a feminist, great writer with a great sense of humor as well for the Daily Beast, wrote an article about that, like, this moment could be botched by, like, saying every single person must be believed, regardless of, like, your own common sense, or, or when it's yeah. truly politically motivated or whatever, is... If we can't have conversations, men are just going to be quiet, hunker down, and wait this out until this peters out, and then nothing will change. But if we yeah. can actually have open conversations across the sexes and, and and come to a common understanding, that's how we can move forward and stop the kind of behavior that women want stopped. Yeah. That's I my think we need to point. bring back a sex show with you and me hosting. That'd be cool. Like a love line. Sure. Okay. That'd be cool to do. Let's do it. Yeah, we can do our own little podcast on that. I think that's a good idea. Which we... Uh, Kind of did today. I had all my stories like usually that we were going to do on the podcast. And we were just talking about sexual harassment the whole time. Which what is are cool. some ones that you wanted to really get to? Because we I know you have to leave it. What, what time do you have to really leave? I it's really have to, let me just check ways check, check to make ways. sure and right. see how. While you do that, I'm yeah, going to uh, let everybody know about my upcoming dates and yours. Follow at Nikki Glazer on Twitter. Yep. N i k k i g l a s e r. My next date is New Year's Eve um, at Catfish Bend Casino in Burlington, Iowa. Catfish Bend. Catfish Bend Casino. Terrible name. Worst name. But I'm sure your show will be great. It'll be fine. Uh, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv this coming Tuesday, the day after Christmas with Tiffany Haddish. It's Ben Glebe and Friends with Tiffany Haddish, Michael Costa, and Tom Rhodes. Oh, that's a good show. You can get tickets for it at uh, tinyurl.com slash benfriendsxmas. Ben Friends Xmas. Get tickets right now. It's going to sell out. It's going to be really crazy. fun. And then I'll be in, in Tampa, uh, January 10th, January 11th through 14. Lake Tahoe, January 17th through 21. Chicago Zanies, January 24th through 27th. And then coming up in the months after that in Indio, Bloomington, Minnesota, Edmonton, Phoenix, Boston, La Jolla. Anywhere else you want to get tickets, all of them at bengleeb.com. Yeah, uh, the day after Christmas, I will be doing a charity show at the St. Louis Funny Bone, where I will be there for the holidays. But I'm going to be raising money for the bartender's dogs who need surgery. Oh, that's nice of you. So you're so sweet. Yeah. You do a lot of charity shows like that. I cool. do, I do. Um, so what time do you have to leave? What, what we, we, have, um, we have 10 minutes. Okay, good. We have 10 minutes. Whew, I'm just going to do highlights here. Okay. We still have to do Twitter answers and thunder rounds. Okay, so we're going to okay, do about okay. four minutes of regular stories. Okay. Penguins the size of humans once walked the earth. Daily Beast reports. I heard that. You heard that? Yeah. Uh, would you be frightened or excited if you saw one right up to your face? Excited. I feel like they're they're docile creatures, but a little bit scared. They could, they're like, you know, like geese, geese are aggressive yeah, and they, they can be, they're very small and they can, you can be scared of them. So, yeah. Um, but good for that. Good for penguins. Just makes me think of like Billy uh, Madison. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Royal wedding date announced. Us oh weekly God. reports. I'm so devastated by this. Why? In what way? I I really thought I had a chance with him or something. Really? I don't know. I I was really sad by this news. Well, you just write like, a sketch and cast him real quick. I know. Re- honestly, so you can steal him away from Meghan Markle. Nobody no, knows. No, no one suits. can. She's so. I, mean, I know. What is what that? Is How that did show? they meet? How did they meet? He, I, I'm, I'm happy for them, but I also don't He's think that it's going to last. You're a TNT drama fan. You don't think it's going to last? No, and I, I used to think it would, 
But now I don't because I realize um, the royals don't have to stay together. I thought that they were kind of like forced to, but you know, Princess Di <laughs> and, and Charles did it. So I think they'll divorce eventually. Didn't she just die? They're or? two. No, no, no. They got divorced before like, she died. Her divorce was finalized like a couple months before she died. She oh, had man. like a couple months of freedom. It really sucked. You should watch a documentary about her on HBO. It's like her sons like produced it. And they are going through photo albums and talking about memories of her. They talk about their last phone call with her. It's Ooh. such a good documentary. It's where I fell in love with Harry. He's the he's the greatest guy ever. Damn. And he's marrying this this actress. You she can just tell she nice. fucks real good. You can. I mean, she's, he's, she's very much my type, so I would. Oh that yeah, to be true. he's she's. I'm not saying that she's not an incredible woman with multifaceted and is going to make a great wife and life partner, but she. She's fucking him in a way that's like he couldn't let. He's never had that before. I don't think. That's how probably that's true. That's also how scary it is to be man right now. It's like you said that. I feel uncomfortably responding to you saying that. Like I've never been like afraid to make a sex well, joke in my life. She's gonna be a princess soon too, so it's a little, uh, it's a little edgy. I guess it's edgy, edgy. Talking about princess. She's de- someone said it online. And I go, oh yeah, yeah. He, she's she's got some tricks up her sleeve. He's never had a, a chick like that before. She's, probably true. She's super hot. She's very hot. Uh, net neutrality, net, net neutrality is over. The FCC voted. Uh, yeah, I to don't. Let corporate greed run the internet. They can Verizon no. or Comcast providers can slow traffic to websites they don't like. They can censor speech. They can censor uh, just business opponents. They can slow down Netflix because they have their own streaming service. And they don't want people. So they're making the internet not the last bit of freedom for our planet. They're instead saying like it can be another greed. Well, run now we're thing. just all gonna have to go back to books. Fuck that. I know. I don't know how to read. I know. I can barely read. I just read. started a book, uh, and I'm just... Audio or a words? Words. I what? read on my phone. Print? Prints. Yeah. It's tough. It's so I, tough. I read articles, but reading a book is difficult. Also, because most books... Fiction really does take you to another world, though, and it like oh, makes fiction, you... It's, it's amazing, but non, I'm reading a nonfiction right now, and it's it's so tedious. But every nonfiction book after the first chapter, they've made the point 17 times. Oh, you know, I, there's an app called Blinkist that takes nonfiction books and cuts them down to what you really need to know because these authors, oh, they won't get a book deal unless they right. write, you know, however many words you need to like. So it's right. a bunch of fucking filler. It's like Malcolm read. Gladwell. God bless him. He's got some great insights, but like every one of his books, he's like 300 pages of like, and people know lots of people. They become influencers. Oh, it's, it's, it's like, I get it. People are influencers, bro. You don't need the 17th example about hush puppies. All of these understand. people, all of these people could write what their point is in, in one, one article. article. But, 100%. but download Blinkist because it breaks, you can get everything you need to know from nonfiction books in like one article. And it's it just well done. Summarizes it. Yeah. It's an app called Blinkist. Yeah, Blinkist. And we'll do that. Yeah. But hopefully there's like 60 days review before the standard trolley thing goes into effect and it could be reversed. So hopefully it gets hopefully. reversed. Anna Karnikova hit her pregnancy and just gave birth to twin Enrique Iglesias babies. I know. Last, yesterday I read a headline that said, Anna Karnikova and Enrique Iglesias end. And I was like, yes! And then it says, <laughs> 2017 with twins. And I'm like, what? I was so excited. I'm in love with him. Really? In love with him. Really? He's like my ideal man. And um, I've... You want I've, him to be fucking you tonight? Tonight. Isn't that his song? Yeah, that's yeah. why I said Yeah, that. it's so good. That was not random. Please don't run God, the letters. he's so hot. He's a good-looking man, I suppose. He also just randomly turns on his, his Spanish accent mid-song at inappropriate times. Like, it makes no sense. I don't mind it. it randomly, he'd be like, oh, <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. You can take my breath away. <laughs> what the 
fucking crazy, we? I love it. Completely ridiculous. Pump Rules Faith explains how a relationship with Jack started. Who's that and what does that mean? Uh, Vanderpump. Jax is a character on that. I don't care. Everyone watches that goddamn show, though. I don't care at all. I don't care. And you shouldn't. We really shouldn't. Zero parts of me care about that. No. Um... All right, I'm skipping some other stories. Sarah Palin's son arrested for being Alaskan. I mean, for assaulting his dad. <laughs> uh, Anchorage Daily News report. Sarah Palin, I call the cops on her own son for breaking into the house and beating his dad up. I don't mind that story. I'm like, it humanizes them a little bit. They're fucked up. It's like every family has Every story like about them humanizes them. They're yeah. the most fucked up family. They are. But except the fact that she espouses these perfect family values and his criticizes. His name is Track. You can't do that to somebody. You're allowed to beat people up if your name is Track. 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 Tractor. It's just so bad. It's so fucking Dude, bad. Does anyone care about her anymore? I mean, like, no. if their family is just, like, headlines of that bullshit. I mean, is she really a, a political force any longer? No. She, I don't know if she ever was a political force. I mean, she had some, she was. She had some Jews for me. Yeah. But, like, intellectually, she never was a political right, force. Right, right, right. Yeah. If we now check in with the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Beglebers and all of us, the friends with benefits, the Glebe Squad, the Glebe Nation, <laughs> the Glebe Mob, it is time for Twitter Answers. I asked the Brain Trust, if you could be anyone other than yourself, who would it be and why? Oof. I'd like your answer as well. Yeah. Brooke Turner at Brooke Q. Turner said, probably my husband. No explanation needed. Oh, I said, she wants to have sex with herself. Yeah, so I said, please explain. And she had a gift that just said, I love you myself. Oh, okay. She's in love with him, probably also wants to fuck herself. But yeah, she, she's, she's a narcissist. You just discovered this. Yeah. She's a narcissist, exactly. Yeah. Uh, at Sonia Gwen says, people usually pick their own problems over anyone else's when they actually take a minute and consider the alternatives. Good question to pose to initiate putting things in perspective and to be grateful. Giving me far more credit than I intended with this question. I like that. I just Who would really you want to be? Weird answers. Uh, if I had to choose somebody else, For I'd the rest of your life, myself. or? God, would I, if I could choose somebody else... If you had to choose, really if you had to choose someone, if, but if you had if to I had for to. the rest of your life, oh man, I would probably Meghan Markle. Can you really? Yep. Can I, you go back in time? I would choose Barack Obama pre two thousand eight. I actually would choose Giselle Bundchen. Need you would? Why? Yeah, because of her body. All of your choices are just based I on who you want to fuck. No, and it, no, it's based on having a perfect body where you can eat whatever you want. I don't find her body perfect. I think she's too skinny and too tall. Great. My opinion. Then great, she has room to grow. <laughs> she can <laughs> really fill into let herself, herself. go. <laughs> uh, at UK Brain Trust, Chris Carter, the British Bureau of this fine podcast, says Prince, sharp dresser, godlike guitarist, groovy dancer, unbelievable singer, a real life symbol, all achieved while being three feet tall. Yeah, that's a good point. A but he's also very dead. Super dead. He's very dead. <laughs> um what else we got? My ex-girlfriend at Rome Apple says, my mom, because then I'd still have me inside of me for nine months. I explained, asked her for explanation via text, and she said, because it's like your own inner child literally being in yourself, and you'd get to give birth to yourself, and if you were somebody other than yourself, you'd be not you at all anymore. It was a very her answer, and that's probably why we broke up. Narcissist. <laughs> oh. Sorry, honey. It's no, okay. I get that. Sweet person. I always want to like. I always imagine playing with myself as a child. Like I always want to be like, it's okay, little girl. Like it's it's that's all narcissistic. Sweet. Having kids is narcissistic. Not adopting is narcissistic. There's no reason to have kids right now in this world. You think? Nope. Because it's just it's because but it's the we were put here to procreate. I know. By the way, I love really your mom. No You're a lovely person. She's everyone's a narcissist. I'm, 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 she, she seemed that was funny at least. <laughs> uh, 
her explanation, True. but like, uh, but yeah, like having your own kids, it's like there's no. You have your own kids? No. Really? No. I mean, and I want to. I would love to see what I look like as a little girl and uh-huh. like make a half me, half person I love. It's like everything I've ever wanted, but there's it's only narcissism that drives me to want to do that. What else would there be? Uh, Carrying just, a child, just what? like your natural like biological yeah, but- proclivity to procreate. Yeah, but I could also, like, adopt a child and raise it to be, like, a great human and have the same kind of... There's always... There's already a kid without a mom. It's a strong point. It's the... I'm just... I'm right is the problem. (laughs) (laughs) So do you look down upon any friend of yours that has children? No, because I don't look down upon people who are given to that because it's like it, it is it's like what we were put on this earth to do but it is narcissistic and there's no reason to be doing it it's like it's like when you go it's i think adoptions like recycling and having your own kids is like consumerism it's like reuse an unused child true and people go well you can't trust the family tree like you don't know about disease or whatever and i'm like Oh, is yours perfect? Look at your fucking tree. That's the <laughs> only perfect thing. people should be allowed to have children. Yeah, I mean, well, then that's what we... Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Can have yeah, kids. Yes. Oh my God, they're more be so royal beautiful. little babies. Oh my God. Although adopting a royal baby, have they ever adopted into a royal family? That'd be interesting. That I mean, Angelina Jolie is pretty much royalty. She adopted like those kids that were adopted. Yeah, royalty. so many kids, too many kids. Yeah. Well, I guess like, she's helping. Yeah. She can, she can manage, like, if I could afford more dogs and have nannies take care of dogs, I would have more dogs, but, like, it's all about being able to afford it. I would I would adopt endlessly. I hear that. I want to have my own dogs, though, someday. Your own dog? Through, through my own... Through your own vagina? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have I just terrible, a terrible, terrible news for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's time for the Thunder Round. There's a woman who claims she had sex with 20 ghosts okay. and prefers them to men. Amethyst Realm, 27-year-old spiritual What's guidance her counselor. Amethyst Realm. Uh, she talked about this on a British TV show. First experience was 12 years ago after she and her then-fiance moved into a new house and felt the presence of a strange entity. Uh, it started as an energy, she says, then became physical. There was pressure on my thighs and breath on my neck. It just always felt safe. Ghost I had rape. sex with the ghost. It sounds like ghost right. No, she wanted it, sounds oh, okay. like. okay. You can feel it. It's difficult to explain. There was a weight and a weightlessness, a physical I've, breath okay, and stroke. Okay, here's the thing. When people think they see ghosts and shit like this, it's always like, it's your mind think, it's like you're in a dream-like state and you're having like these weird, like in and out of sleep, you like imagine things and that's why people feel like the devil's sitting on their chest or whatever. Like it's sleep paralysis and there's, your mind does weird shit when it's drifting off to sleep and that's what, that's, I've had a, I've had a straight up orgasm where I thought there was someone having sex with me when I was in between sleeping and like where I could have been like, it was a ghost sex and it was great. And I do it at, tw- I do it with 20. How do you know it wasn't a ghost? Maybe that's exactly I what I don't ghosts- believe in ghosts. Even Bobby Brown said he was fucked by a ghost when he was sleeping and Bobby Brown never makes shit up and is a very reasonable person. We would all be having so much ghost sex because if go like, why wouldn't you, if you were a ghost, have sex with anything you wanted to if ghosts existed? Ghosts don't exist. If you come on a ghost, does it ruin your sheets? Does it just go right through? <laughs> the They're ghost? wearing a sheet, so. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, you're thinking very traditional Halloween style ghosts. I'm, I don't think real ghosts wear sheets with eye hole cutouts like you just were up. Uh, Miming. She said she had an affair with the ghost for three years, but it ended when her human husband came home from work early and saw the shadowy shape of a man through the window. 
Oh my god. <sighs> oh man, Honey, I would like to I've have been sex with a ghost. ghost. I yeah. would like to fuck a ghost. Yeah, there's there's no repercussions. You're not gonna catch anything from it. You're not gonna. You might catch your death. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ghost lung. I don't. Yeah, what did you catch from from a ghost? Like you catch like disease from the past. Like I feel like masturbating is. I, I thought about this because sometimes masturbation feels so just like. You just feel like you're tickling yourself. You feel stupid. Yeah. So sometimes I pick, I think of like a ghost is fingering me. Oh, there you go. And it helps. But you can catch like cholera or like diseases. <laughs> yeah, that are from like, <laughs> like an organ trail. Mysterious <laughs> case yeah. of dysentery. Yes. From ghost fucking. I swear to you, there's guys out there. We got to take them down. Uh, Nikki, uh, you also have a show coming out soon, right? Can we announce this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Sirius. Uh, it'll be on uh, Comedy Central Radio every morning. Monday through Thursday. So despite them being stupid for canceling your TV show, Comedy Central they're Radio. not so stupid they gave you a radio Yeah, show. people do dumb things people sometimes. People do dumb things. Yeah, we all make mistakes. I made mistakes with my show that they probably had reason to cancel it because Fair of Fair enough. So, so I'm very excited. You're, you're, you're a great talker and a great person Thank and also you. one who talks great. Thank you. And so you're gonna, your show's going to be awesome. Thanks, man. When does it launch? Um, I don't know yet. We don't know. But probably February. Cool. Yeah. You're moving to New York for it. Yes. I have been excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. I'm having a stroke. I can't talk the last couple sentences. I'm wish... having a stroke in a great, great being words. It's good that this is ending, man. Perfect. We just suffered that. Perfect. Time. What song do you want to end the podcast song? Um. Oh my god. Anything you'd like? Oh my god. Okay. Um. Tr- True sadness by the Abbott brothers. Okay, there you it's go. It's such a good song. The Evett brothers. Abbott brothers. Yeah, A V V E T T. I think That's Abbott they're, brothers. They're, yeah, they're they're known by, as, as as musicians. I think so. Okay, great. Yeah, they're well known. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you. Until last week, next week, this has been Last Week on Earth. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.